Welcome to I'm Not 20 Anymore, the podcast for women 30 plus. This is the place to gather the info you need to know, need to learn, and need to grow. Hello and welcome to I'm Not 20 Anymore with your host Shakira. And today we will be talking about supporting Black businesses, supporting business in general, but specifically Black businesses. I want to get into the lack thereof and those that actually support from a distance, family, friends, you name it. So let's talk about it. Stay tuned. All right, all right, all right. I definitely didn't say it like um, it was said in... uh, (laughs) in um Kevin Hart's was it Kevin Hart oh my gosh what was it it wasn't Kevin Hart it was um Dave Chappelle's show but anyway no it was Kevin Hart okay uh I mix the two but either way both of them are very funny comedians and I, I actually enjoy both of them um I'm looking forward to Dave Chappelle doing something soon and uh another stand-up but anyway that wasn't the reason why we're talking today um as you know it's still February and I am still focused on uh just the conversations around African Americans black Latinos more and more. Um, if you did not catch last week, oh my gosh, what a great, great, great show. I had a special guest, Amelia Lady B, who's the CEO and founder of Millennials and Menopause. And we really dug into what, um, that meant. What does it, mean to be a millennial in menopause. Also, we talked a lot about endometriosis and some other things to bring awareness to young adults, young girls, parents, um, people that's just unaware of what's happening with the the female productive system as far as um, the issues and coping uh, mechanisms and so much. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, you really need to go back and listen to that because it was absolutely phenomenal. I listened to it a few times because I just thought, wow, so many nuggets in here. And then there was still so many things I didn't get a chance to ask. But if you go and follow her on millennial millennials and menopause on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, um, you will catch her and also her website. So it was just so wonderful having her on the show. But today you have just me. Um, I hope everyone had a great uh, Valentine week. Uh, for those that support it, for those that don't support it, yada yada yada. I've never really been big into Valentine's Day, but um, I do support love and I do support showing people that you love, uh, how much you care about them while they're here and not after they're gone. So I do, I'm a huge fan of love in general, and I believe you should celebrate that every single day. So, and most importantly, loving yourself internally and externally, uh, is the key. That's the key, but enough about that. So today we are talking about supporting black businesses. Now we hashtag that so much on social media, hashtag support black business, hashtag is small business week, small business month, small business, uh, 
day or whatever the case may be. We use it around the holiday time and, um, you know, Black Friday sales and support, 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 support. But let's talk about the support or lack thereof. And I believe this is a cultural thing. I don't think that it's just a black quote unquote thing. I think it's a cultural thing, but specifically in the black community, I can only speak for what I experience, right? I can't speak for everybody else's experience. And that's why you're listening so that you can tell me what do you experience as a Caucasian woman in business? Uh, or what do you experience as a Latina woman in business, as a Ethiopian, as a Jamaican, as a whatever the case may be, Caribbean, um, Asian, everyone, because this podcast is for everyone. So I'd like to know if you'd like to leave a comment or a message or on your Apple po- podcast or whatever you're listening to this on, um, share that with me. But supporting Black businesses has been something we've been on. Black people are so uh, creative. Let's just start there. We are creative individuals. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs out here, especially now with the government shutdown in the U.S., um, they, you know, it has, uh, I believe, trigger a lot of people to start thinking about how they can get into business themselves, and also the re- reality of you can be let go at any time of any job, any nine to five that you work, and have to figure it out. Whether you have children or it's just you. You still have to figure it out emotionally and you still have to live somewhere. You still have to have a roof over your head. And that's really important. And a lot of times we don't realize it until you get to this hard place where you hit a wall and you, you lose your job or you quit your job. Maybe you were angry at the boss that day and unfortunately you made a mistake and you quit. You can't go back and you're not going to beg for your job. Maybe, maybe you will, but the majority of the average individual is not going to go back and beg for their job. They're going to move forward. And in that moving forward, that causes you to be able to come up with solutions of how to do that and how to maintain financially. Um, You could have made a mistake on your job and got fired, Uh, did something that was against the company's. Uh, conduct, code, policies, attendance, theft. I mean, the reality is these these things happen every day. And a lot of times, most people um, find themselves in situations that now they have to figure it out and figure out what they're going to do. And a lot of times, you're not 20 anymore. So now you really do have to figure out how to survive while going through the process of this unemployment, so to speak, or you may be denied for unemployment and you're unable to get it. So needless to say, whether it's that situation or you grew up in an entrepreneurial household, your mother, your father, both parents or or either one, you, you were surrounded by people that wanted to go into business for themselves based on their passions, based on their purpose, based on just things that they love to do. Uh, maybe they didn't go to college and they decided to work for themselves because they didn't want to work for anyone else. Whatever the case may be, the reality is they started. And they started with an idea that led to 
a business that led to transactions, sales, people, employees, and so on and so forth. Um, and all of that costs. So if you have a brick and mortar and you own a company, you're paying for the rent, you're paying for electric, you're paying for gas, you're, or you're paying, you're paying for utilities in general. You might be paying for one employee, or you may be paying for 10 employees, but it's costly. And I say all that to say, so what happens when you're not getting the support from the community around you? From the, the, whether you put it in the location that you grew up in, and it happened to be in a um, predominantly African American area or predominantly Latina and African American, Latino African American uh, community, and you expect for those people to patronize, is for those people to come in and support what you're doing, purchase your products, and so forth. What happens when that doesn't happen? You kind of have to figure out, well, is it me or is it the people around me? And it's so crazy because now we're in this time with this Gucci. Um, this is just a perfect time to talk about it. And it's so crazy. But um, where Gucci is now having blackface shirts, which represents the slavery days and days where black people were not we're made fun of ultimately. And it's, it's so crazy though, because we're the biggest consumers in the country. Like when a new sneaker come out, when a new sweater come out, the hottest thing a celebrity is wearing, people are flocking to spend money. And it it's even proven with Black Friday deals and people stampering over one another just to, to, um, purchase their kids a, a video game or some sneakers, whatever the case may be, we are big consumers. But we're big consumers of everything, of everyone else's property. But when it comes to placing the a same culture into the same neighborhood that you live in, we tend to tear it down. We tend to not support it. We tend to walk past it. We tend to critique it. So for instance, I'm going to share a personal story with you. I work in a uh, restaurant, African-American soul food restaurant. However, soul food is now universal. Everyone loves soul food, no matter what your culture is. And if you've never tried it, you must. You could be listening to this right now, like what the heck is soul food? Um, well, it's a Southern oriented food where, again, our creativity drew us to make meals out of the things that we had. And most of those things were things that were able to be grown in farms, in fields like collard greens and yams, um, things that we were able to pick ourselves and put in pots and soak the, the black eyed peas and soak the collard greens for hours and clean them and wash our meat and all of that stuff. And if none of this makes sense to you, it's okay. But find a local soul food restaurant just to try it because it's all good. However, people always want things to taste like their grandmother. But it can't. It just absolutely can't. Why? Because we're creative. So your grandmother might have added uh, extra spice into 
the collard greens that no one else adds into their collard greens. So you're going to go ahead and go to this new restaurant who spends utilities, employees, has a brick and mortar, also has their personal rent, family, and yada, yada, yada. And you're going to critique them because the food doesn't taste like your grandmother's. It's not supposed to. And it's crazy because I'm from the East Coast where there are so many soulful restaurants. I love a lot of different soulful restaurants, but they don't all taste the same. My grandmother used to put raisins in her candy yams. I hated it. Hated it with a passion because my mother did not put raisins in her candy yams at all. But depending upon what, where we came from, um, what part of the South and who cooked it, it's so many different variations to just what we call soul food, soul food. Food for the soul is good. It tastes good. It's comfort. Um, and if you eat too much of it, you will, <laughs> you'll be double or triple your size because it's nothing healthy. It's a lot of sugar, a lot of salt, <laughs> And a whole bunch of other stuff, but but it tastes wonderful. And now you have a lot of vegan soul food restaurants out there, which is excellent because it gives other people options to have a healthier version of what our grandparents and great grandparents created. But it's not the same, of course. Um, <laughs> but now we have healthier versions to get as close as possible. Um, so I say all that to say. A lot of black people just don't support other black businesses, not because you can't, but because you choose not to, because it could be a variety of reasons. Jealousy, because maybe you always wanted to have your own soul food restaurant. Maybe you wanted to have your own clothing restaurant, a clothing store, but, um, but you never, you never pursued it. And you worked at a nine to five for 30 plus years and retired from that place. And then you unfortunately never opened it. So when someone in your neighborhood opened a clothing store, you're going to the clothing store just to look around to say, oh, that's an ugly color. Oh, why they put that saying on the shirt? Why is the wall purple and not yellow? You're going in there to specifically critique instead of saying, wow, you were able to do something that I didn't have the courage to do. You were able to start something with no money or little little to no money that I didn't do because I was too afraid because fear drove me. But people don't want to be honest. So instead, they want to bash you. And, and and listen, I'm not saying that every business is just the best business in the world because there are always some businesses that can use some help. But there is something called constructive criticism and negative criticism. Constructive is basically giving your opinion on how someone should do something but not bashing them, more or less just saying, here's a better way. Now that person can choose to do what you say or choose not to do what you say. But if you tell me what to do, I expect your resume to be better than mine. And that means that 
when you work a nine to five and you go into a job and they hire you, the person that's training you is someone that's that's a higher authority. They worked longer. They were there longer. They have more experience, more expertise. And ultimately, that's why they're training you. They're hiring you um, so that you can do what they do. But you're, if, if you know more than them, then they don't need to be there. So when they give you advice on what to do and how to do it, you're listening. Why? Because they make $200,000 and you start the job at 60. So evidently there's something that they know that's right. So if you go into a restaurant or you go into a clothing store that's owned by the same culture, such as yours or same race rather, um, and you critique them or say, you should have this here, you should sell this, you should do this, then I'm expecting you to tell me you own five or six different stores. And this is how you can come in and tell me what, tell, give me advice on to what to do with my business. But if you telling me that you work at the post office, and and I should have this on my menu or I should have a shirt that's navy blue instead of bright blue or my sign should be bigger on the outside instead of what I can afford, which is window decals, then there's a problem because you're working at the post office. So clearly whatever advice you're trying to give me, I can't accept from you. I can hear you as a customer, but I will not hear you as a, a equal because you're not my equal. You didn't get, you didn't earn to be my equal or earn to be someone that is superior to give me advice. Now, if a, if a million millionaire come into a place and they say, I own several franchises of, uh, wing, a wing place, right? And you own several franchises and I own this little one and you see that my potential in the, in my wing place can be so much greater. And you come and say, I'd like to schedule a meeting with you because I'm a franchiser of several different wing spots. And I really think that your wing spot can be a franchise as well. Let's discuss it. Well, now I'm pulling out my calendar and discussing it because you have some wisdom that I have not gotten yet, or I have not come into that revelation of understanding. Um, so I want to know how'd you do it, but th- that's the difference between you looking at your competitors as competitors and you looking at your competitors as how did they do it? If they're better than me, how'd they do it? And if I can figure out how they did it. I can do it better. Then we're in competition. But we're not in competition if you own eight different uh, clothing lines and I'm over here with this small little boutique that's in the corner that I probably can only fit a few boots in. No one can sit down. It's one counter. I have one employee. Well, we're in different spaces, but I want to get to where you are. And so it's important that, you know, when we say support black businesses, that it's not just going and just buy. Sometimes it's just encouraging that business owner to keep going, 
encouraging them that on the days that is slow and the days that is cold or the days that is hot or the days that it's a hurricane or the days that they have to close because they have an emergency and they don't have anyone to cover. So they have to close the store because they're not a chain that you're encouraging them. Hey, I, I mean, I have the finances to buy this place. I mean, I have the finances to to buy up your shop and and you know make you a thousand dollars on this day. But I want to just encourage you to keep going because the neighborhood needs what you're doing, and the people need what you're doing because we're spending seven hundred to a thousand dollars on a T-shirt from Prada when we could be spending forty dollars on a T-shirt from you. And guarantee their cotton is not much different than your cotton. It's just that they have a different name that has been broadcasted. So it's important to get to that place where you see that you you can't critique and look at everything from a bad perspective when you go into support a black business and don't choose black history month to support a black business it's not just about supporting a black business it is supporting a hard working business owner no matter their color of their skin it's supporting someone that took their idea and their dream and said i'm going to open up because someone needs what I'm doing. Whether it's food, whether it's retail, whether it's consulting, whether it's coaching, mentoring, investing, real estate, whatever the case may be, uh, wellness, health, fitness, all these things that people out here need because they are at a nine to five. So we have to get to a place where our mindset as black people don't come into a place to see the negativity. We have enough businesses and enough celebrities and enough people that tries to tear down what a lot of black businesses build. And because they have the money and the resources and they don't have the support, it's like your, your cousins won't come to something you're doing, but a stranger that's seen you on Facebook will will show up, and sometimes that that bothers me that I can have a stranger who doesn't know me show up, but the people who know who I am won't show up because they choose not to see me as anything different than what they've seen me as, but not as this blossoming business owner, and. And so I just, this was really strong for me to talk about because when it's support black business, it's change your mindset about black businesses too. It's change your mind how you think every black business is broke down. And yes, so there was this woman, she had a soul food restaurant. I went inside her soul food restaurant. The fish sandwich was rocking. It was so good. It was so tasty. It was a lot of fish on it. It was a fried fish sandwich and it was so good. But when you walked into the restaurant, it was pink walls, blue walls. It was ice cream on the wall. It was a a stand. It was a um, stand against the wall that had candy and then then she had a section where you could get ice cream. And then there was a small section where you can 
get your soul food. And I went in there and honestly, I was confused. Is this a kid's place or is this a soul food restaurant? What are you trying to sell? And I wanted to help her so badly, but I didn't want to offend her and say, I really want to help you get this place to look like the type of people you're trying to attract. Because it wasn't that what she had wasn't good. She just didn't know how to package it right so that it was inviting to the people that she's looking to have as her customers, as her base. So she was an African-American woman um, who was the owner. And I left the place and it was like burning inside of me because I thought what great potential this woman has. But I didn't want to say this place looks uh, horrible, a horrible mess. Like it's confusing. And I could have gone on and on and on and it would have took her whole heart and dropped it to the floor. A, because she doesn't know me. And it's like, how dare you come to my place and tell me what to do, which I feel like people should not do. And then B, it was if I don't have the money to help pour into this woman to assist her or the services that could help her right away, then I have no right to tell her what to do with her business and what it looks like. And unfortunately, a few months after that, she ended up closing down. And it's, it saddened me because I really wish at that time I had the resources to help her. And that's another thing. If you have the resources to help someone or... <clears throat> People come into a restaurant all the time and they say, um, you guys aren't promoting. You're not advertising enough. No one knows you're here. And I say, well, um, we're doing a lot of social media posting. We're doing a lot of um word of mouth. We've been in a few local magazines. We've been in the local paper. Besides that, we, I, we may not be at a place where we can uh, put a big billboard up because that's thousands of dollars. That don't mean that we, you know, that can be an investment, but at the, where we are right now, we're not there. So my thing is, if you're going to say something, tell me that you have a connection that'll help us get this big billboard that the whole world can see. But until you can say that, you cannot come in and say what's not being done. When you are assuming what's not being done, but you don't have the resources to help what we need to be done. So next time you consider to talk about another person's business and how they're doing it and what they're doing, consider yourself to be a help in that process. Whether that's resources, your time, your effort, your energy, your your promotion, your promotion to help get the word out. You could take flyers and pass it out locally. You can take, um, you could wear their product and take pictures on social media if you have a huge following and get people to join into that movement. But if you're not willing to do that, but you're willing to talk, shame on you. So we got to change as a people, as black people, from all walks of life and all different places across the world, uh, because we're from so many places, uh, 
that our mentality amongst one another should not be a negative thing. And if there's room for growth, that we approach it differently so that it doesn't offend the person who is striving and taking every dime and dollar they have to make sure that their business is a success. And people don't know what it goes in, what goes into growing and building a business. Every small business owner will tell you they their job is not easy. They have early mornings, they have late nights, they have sleepless nights, they have hard days, they have hard weeks, sometimes even hard months. So finding out that middle ground and getting their place to a stable place, getting their business to a stable place is not, um, it's difficult. But with the help of the community, friends, family, and even strangers to participate in the growth of their businesses, they can be a great success. And that's needed in the community, in every community. So today it is about supporting all business owners, small business owners, consulting firms, anyone out here doing it by themselves and not relying upon a nine to five. That's not negating anything from anyone who works a nine to five because everyone is not called to be an entrepreneur. That is the truth. I don't believe that. Now, you might have want to have something on the side just as a passion project for yourself, but everyone can't be an entrepreneur because we need people to run these big corporations because most corporations, corporations started as a small business. So it's about time we, we adopt that jump on the other person's back to get higher and not push people off the ladder to to get to, to just to be selfish. And I think location matters. I think the mentality of people in your area matters. And if your business is not growing in a certain area or a certain place or location, then maybe you need to uproot it because it's just so good that it needs to grow. And you have to take things by force and make it grow and be a part of that. So um I just want to encourage anyone and everyone to support black businesses, but support small businesses and support all business owners and encourage, if you encourage them, encourage them, encourage them. This has been a podcast. I will see you guys next week. Until then, have a wonderful and blessed night. Peace. Well, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, laughed a little, and most importantly, learned a lot so that you can apply it in your week. If you're not already, please follow me on I'm Not 20 Anymore on Instagram and on Facebook. And don't forget to share this great information with your friends and family. Until next time, stay blessed, keep growing, and live every day fulfilled because, girl... You are not 20 anymore.